Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome again to the Smart TV podcast. I'm David Butcher and this is the Radio Times podcast that comes out every Friday where I basically, I just answer the question that I get asked in the pub, is there anything good on? Well, yes, there is. Stick around. I'll fill you in on some cool things to look out for this week. One big new drama, some nice, pretty edgy comedy stuff, uh, a few great little documentaries tucked away, a bit of sport as well. And as always, at the end, my show, I Think You Should Miss. Uh, It might be a controversial choice, I think, for some people this week. Anyway, stick around for that at the end. But first. The really big deal this week, and kind of a big deal for the whole business of TV that's changing very rapidly at the moment, is the show on Amazon Prime that comes out today, Friday the 2nd of September, I'm talking, of course, about The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. If you're thinking, I don't have Amazon Prime, why do I care? Well, I think maybe you should care because part of the point of a show like this is it makes such a splash. There's so much hype. Part of the idea of it is it makes people think, oh, maybe I do need to get a subscription uh, just so I can see what all the fuss is about or maybe a trial subscription and that's how the streaming services get their claws into us that's how they get people on board Sky does the same thing they'll put posters everywhere for a show that gets tiny ratings like Billions or Riviera lovely posters you see them you think oh they look cool maybe I'm missing out Amazon has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on this series and that's not hyperbole I've seen numbers from 300 odd million to 700 odd million like three quarters of a billion dollars. It's reckoned to be the most expensive TV drama ever made. Who cares? It's small change to Jeff Bezos, right? And as you've probably gathered, it's another prequel. So as House of the Dragon is to Game of Thrones, The Rings of Power is to Lord of the Rings. It's set thousands of years before the stories we know, the Tolkien stories like The Hobbit, but it does have characters we've met in the later stories. In particular... Galadriel, the fabulous, wise elf who was played by Kate Blanchett in the Peter Jackson films, and is played here by young actor Morfydd Clark uh, as very well as a fiery young warrior elf 
who's out to avenge her brother by tracking down Sauron and his orcs. That story's at the centre of it, but there's loads of other storylines, lots of characters. There's dwarves and trolls and halfets, which are kind of pre-hobbits and humans as well. And it's all supposedly based on stuff that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote in some of the appendices to the original books. But for me, what it reminded me of was not so much the Peter Jackson films or the books, but The Wheel of Time, which you may remember was the last mega budget epic fantasy series on Amazon Prime. It had Rosamund Pike in. Like that show, this is set in a sort of medieval fantasy world that's sort of ye olde England but with bells on and has amazing fantasy castles and landscapes and so on. But also... I think like that show, it doesn't, so far anyway, have as much fizz and spark to it as you'd hope. It feels a little bit soulless, maybe. It feels to me as if all the money's gone on making it look amazing, but what they maybe should have spent more money on is a script that makes us actually care what happens or really relate to the characters. You can have as expensive a production as you like. If the script doesn't make you care, there's not a lot of point. Having said that, Morpheus Clark is excellent. It's worth watching for her and for some of the other characters. They look promising. But I would say it's incredibly lavish and easy on the eye. It's not a reason to get Amazon Prime if you don't have it already. If you've got Prime, and obviously if you like fantasy, you'll certainly get your money's worth. It's not a patch on the Peter Jackson films, I'd say. But I did want to see more of it. I think that's partly because I want to see if it picks up when they've got all the creaky exposition out of the way. Anyway, you get the picture. It's fine. It's enjoyable. It's impressive. But there are dramas made for a hundredth of the cost that I would say are much better. Anyway, that's enough probably. I could talk all all day about what The Rings of Power says about the world of TV we're in at the moment. There's not time for that. It's on Prime Video now. I'd say... If you like your fancy with a bit more edge and weirdness, there's The Sandman on Netflix, there's Sky's Britannia, which there's been a few series of, which is nuts and a bit uneven, but really fun and mad. That's on now, their streaming platform. You've got options. Right, now, as far away as I could possibly get from that kind of thing is a show called How To With John Wilson, which is on Sunday Night on BBC Two. It starts with a double bill. It's an HBO show. It's an American comedy documentary series. So what happens is a filmmaker called John Wilson, not to be confused with Radio 4 arts presenter John Wilson, this guy, he does these very quirky little half-hour documentaries on a particular theme like small talk or scaffolding or how to improve your memory and he illustrates them with footage that he's just gone out and filmed just on the streets of New York kind of candid shots of members of the public doing stuff so there's all these funny little moments where you might see a woman talking on her mobile phone while she's hula hooping for some reason or a guy just drops his papers all over the pavement or there's a a tailor's dummy sticking out of the window of a car or something and they're used to illustrate whatever point that Wilson is making and it's all quite sort of rambling and offbeat and Wilson has this odd kind of narrating style which is very reedy and sort of hesitant and a bit weird but when you get on the wavelength it's very funny and not like anything else around I really recommend it it's called How To with John Wilson it's on Sunday night on BBC Two Straight after that, there's another comedy treat, which is a new stand-up show from the great Stuart Lee. I think he's the uncrowned older statesman of British stand-up comedy. He's great. He's, he's had BBC Two series before. You may have seen them. 
he has this very abrasive style where he's scathing about himself and the audience. He's kind of equal opportunities offensive. He's he's very funny about anti-woke warriors, but equally he takes the mickey out of liberal lefties and their cosy worldview. And as he's doing the routines, he's kind of taking apart the routines he's doing. He's analysing how the jokes work or why they don't work or why people are laughing so much. And it's very unsettling and at times quite hard to watch. But for my money, he's an absolute Jedi master of stand-up. So that's Stuart Lee Snowflake, it's called, uh, on Sunday night, 10.35, BBC Two. Just while I'm talking comedy, today, the day this comes out, Friday the 2nd of September, there's the new series of Have I Got News For You on BBC One, which starts with a retrospective on Boris Johnson as he, because, of course, he's getting ready to leave Downing Street, where they'll look back at some of the craziest stories involving Johnson over the years. There's plenty of them. But, of course, he's part of the show himself. He's appeared on the show many times. I think he's hosted it four times. And there's an argument you often hear that, actually, Have I Got News For You was pretty instrumental in shaping his public image and giving him more of a profile and helping to create that sort of bumbling, Boris, cartoonish, buffoon character that endeared him to a lot of the British public. And a lot of people think those performances on the show really helped his rise in politics. Anyway, maybe it's payback time now. People on the show get a lot of flack about this. Maybe they'll want to have their say. Anyway, that's Have I Got News for Boris, a special tribute that starts the new series on Friday on BBC One. I want to talk about a documentary series about Brazil. And this is one of those things that BBC Two does very well. It's looking at the story of Jair Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil, and how he came to power. He's running for re-election right now. It's called The Boys from Brazil, Rise of the Bolsonaros on Monday on BBC Two is the first episode. And it talks about how in 2018... Nobody thought this guy could possibly become president of Brazil because he was a real fringe figure. He was kind of as much a TV celebrity as a politician. He was outrageous. He was outspoken. He got away with things that would completely destroy any normal political career. He was openly homophobic and so on. He was and is a sort of serial womanizer. And what keeps striking you are that there are some similarities with other world leaders, particularly Donald Trump, but also maybe elements of Boris Johnson when you look at how this guy constantly breaks the rules but gets away with it, is incredibly popular and got his fame as a slightly cartoonish figure on TV as we were just talking about. It's a really interesting series. I'm not sure it needs to be three episodes. It could be tighter as a a two-parter maybe but it's a fascinating lesson in recent Brazilian politics and in politics generally. It's called The Boys from Brazil Rise of the Bolsonaros on Monday on BBC Two at nine o'clock. Unfortunately at nine o'clock it clashes with two really good dramas that are continuing at the moment on the main channels. The Capture on BBC One which is great I'm loving it and The Suspects on ITV as well with Aidan Turner. They're all good. It's all happening on Monday night at nine o'clock. Take your pick, watch on Catch Up, record whatever. I'm talking a lot about politics, but that's partly it's a big political week. We'll have a new prime minister and we'll also have a new host of the big Sunday morning political show on BBC One, which used to be Andrew Marr's stomping ground, of course. It'll now be Sunday with Laura Koonsberg. That's the new title. And she'll have plenty to talk about this weekend. I think she's a she's a brilliant broadcaster, great journalist. She gets flack from left wing people who think she's 
horribly right-wing and too close to the government, and she gets then Conservatives who think she's obviously a typical Ramona BBC lefty, but I think she's mostly pretty good at what she does. It'll be interesting to see how she handles the show, if she takes it in a new direction. So that's Sunday with Laura Koonsberg. If you're up at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning and into your politics, she's the new host of that. I usually try to focus mainly on the new stuff on here, but I also do like to mention in passing when there's big popular shows coming back and there's a few biggies particularly on itv this week very quickly saturday night on itv you've got the new series of the masked dancer uh, which is of course the mad guessing game show with celebrities in those bonkers costumes that's followed by the return of the voice uk and then a new series of who wants to be a millionaire three shiny entertainment shows there and on wednesday itv also has the return of doc martin the drama with martin clunes as the gruff doctor in cornwall it's been going since 2004 hugely loved this is the final series so get an appointment with the doctor while you can I'm going to mention briefly an arts documentary that won't be for everyone. I know that. It's a feature-length arena film on BBC Two about James Joyce's novel Ulysses, which was published 100 years ago now and was, of course, at the time banned and burnt in various places. There was a lot of controversy around it. It was the first great modernist novel it's kind of the idea of it is it's the a day in the life of a dublin salesman it's kind of a mundane version of homer's odyssey whether or not you've read it and you probably haven't this program is a really enjoyable kind of upmarket cliff notes with loads of good contributors and we hear extracts at one point from joyce's incredibly raunchy letters to his wife that's quite an eye-opener and we see the cinema that he opened at one point in dublin he was a kind of tech startup entrepreneur of his day it turns out it's really interesting that's arena james joyce's ulysses that's on wednesday on bbc2 Before I go, a quick mention for some interesting sport that's on this week. There are two World Cup qualifiers for the Lionesses that are both free-to-air on ITV. There's On Saturday, they're playing Austria, and on Tuesday, Luxembourg. It's the first chance to see them since the the Euros final. The Saturday kickoff is 4.30, by the way, so don't miss that. Over in cricket, we've got the 100. That's coming to its climax. That's a limited over kind of jamboree. There's an eliminator match tonight on Friday, and then the men's and women's finals are both on Saturday afternoon and evening on BBC Two. Plenty of drama there for sure. There'll also be drama at the deciding test match of the series between England and South Africa. That's not till Thursday on Sky Sports, but with the wonderful test match special on the radio. And there's also, of course, today at the test, there's highlights on the BBC every night. And finally, back on Amazon Prime, they're showing the US Open tennis every day from 4pm or 5pm. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can get highlights on YouTube, on the US Open's own YouTube channel. Uh, So lots of sporting action, a lot of it on free-to-air, which is always good. Finally, what should you not watch this week? What would I say, don't bother, it's not worth it? Well, there's a new series of Celebrity SAS Who Dares Wins on Channel 4. But it's become a pointless thing, I think. I used to really enjoy this series. It feels a bit wrong now. It's too macho and bullying and aggressive. And it's, you know, big men shouting in people's faces and, you know, yelling, you disgust me, at somebody because... They're incredibly fit and strong by any standards, but they're actually not quite fit enough or not trying hard enough because they haven't vomited from exhaustion yet. It's a weird show, and it's weird the way they always bang on about how incredibly tough and hard and dangerous everything is, 
But it's a TV show. It's entertainment. If somebody gets badly hurt, then fire the health and safety consultant. It must be safe, or why are they showing it? And I know, I do know, it's horribly watchable seeing the sort of celebrities humiliated. I, I do know how addictive this show is, but that's not a good thing. It's We should all go cold turkey, I think. So that's uh, Celebrity SAS Who Dares Wins. I won't tell you when it's on because you don't need to watch it. That's all for this week. Thank you very much for joining me and listening all the way through to the end. Uh, I'll be back next week and I'll be talking about Simon Reeve, brilliant presenter, and David Attenborough, the greatest presenter. Big new series coming from both of them. And there's also, there's a show about baking on Channel 4 that's coming back. That's all to look forward to. See you next Friday. Until then, bye for now and happy viewing. Happy viewing.